Hello, my name is Erin, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Ken. And I'm also an alcoholic. And welcome to Podcast Not Perfection. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. Here we are in our attic. Oh, wait. It's not our attic. It's Oprah's no, attic. It's kind of our attic. It's our attic okay. now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Take sorry. that, Oprah. <laughs> sorry, Oprah. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Podcast Not Perfection. A podcast about recovery, hope, and strength. With a healthy dose of comedy. And depending, depending on the week, Taylor Swift, tangents. Oh, always. Growth. Every week. That's yeah. every week. Yeah. What? Don't let them fool you. That's every week. <laughs> oh, Ken, I think we ought to make our announcement now. Mm-hmm. Let's just open it. it off like a Yes. This might be a little painful for some of you. And I don't really care. Because <laughs> I'm practicing not being a people pleaser. There we go. I mean, I care. I really do. I yeah. shouldn't have said that. But I think Ken and I, actually, I know this. Mm-hmm. Ken and I have decided for our own sanity mm-hmm. to, I can't tell them. You have oh to tell them. Oh, my gosh. Them. So going forward, we're going to re- be recording every other week. Every other so week. So we'll be here this week, but then we won't be back for another two Mondays. Two Mondays? Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. So next, so- next week we'll have nothing, and then there'll be... Just because it's been difficult with our schedules to be here every week anyways. And I feel As like... As you have noticed, yeah, maybe. I feel like I put this pressure on myself to be here every week. And, like, sometimes I just can't do it. Yeah. You know? And so I think by doing every other week, we'll have a more... Um, <laughs> what we're going to have more of? Things to say. Well, yeah. I think we'll... I think it'll help us be more focused. I yeah. think... Ken and I take a lot on... We this do. isn't the only thing we do. <laughs> and I think it's just been a lot to balance all the other stuff that we have going on and doing this on, on top of it. And mm. like, this isn't something we do to like make money. It's not anything. It's not like a career or anything. It's almost, it's something we do because we enjoy it and mm. we love it. And we were hoping it would benefit uh, people in the recovery Person, community yeah, yeah. community or outside who are just, you know, looking for a better way to live their lives. And we were hoping our experience could maybe help some of you out there. But we can't do that at the expense of our own mental health. And I think we uh-huh. just have a lot going on. And yeah, I think it's just going to be a little better for us to do it every other week. Mm-hmm. So we hope you understand. You guys are pretty awesome. So we love you and we love you. And so I think you probably will understand, but yeah. So now that we got that set. Okay. Hey, Aaron, tell me about your week. Uh, So my week was (laughs) fine. No, it was good. I just wanted, I I wanted that dramatic effect from you after I said fine. You know how I feel. I do know how you feel. That's why I said it. We should get one of the little sound boards. Every time someone says fine, I'd be like, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Remember when we couldn't think of what that was called? It's just a soundboard. Yeah, we were like, "What's the thing called that makes the effects?" Soundboard. I, guess. I think <laughs> I saw it, it on that video, and I was like, "Oh, soundboard, oh, yeah. that's what that is." Yeah, yeah my week was <laughs> fine. It was, it was okay. I just, I'm still catching up. 
on work stuff. I have to pull 400 parts by the 28th. That's fine. That was just sprung on me. That sounds like it's a lot. Do you have like a giant warehouse? Uh, we have like a parts department. We have, I, yeah, not like a giant warehouse, but it's a big room with several. Do you have to, are they 400 specific parts? Or you just, no, you just, I just. That one and that one, I got that one. No, they're like specific parts. Uh, I have a list. And, and they're like, those kind of parts are like super specific. Yeah, like, I want that nut that's five eighths yes. and a three quarter point. Yeah, six, well, they all have inch. they all have part numbers, so I have a list with all the part numbers, and that's there's like different quantities of some of them. Like some nuts will be like five, pull five of these, and it's for we're sending it back. They're basically returns. It's like parts that are obsolete. Um, yeah, so we're sending it back. I see. So it's good because I'm doing. I'm already prepping for inventory. So Ooh. it's good. I know it's not till June, but I'm like starting now because it's just so involved. So get this out of the inventory and that, and then start counting. Why do you? Is never mind. I was gonna say why the twenty eighth. It's if I don't know. Is till that's June. what Ford told us. Well, Ford. <laughs> so days. that's my week. I that was Damn. yeah. I know. So as of. And they yeah. sprung this on me. They just sprung it on me. Thanks. I'm not, maybe I'm resentful. Thanks for, I'd be super, res I'm resentful for you almost. But you know what? It, I'd be like, I'm calling out sick. I'm not doing that. No, you know what? My growth for this week is, is I told them I'm not going to the bank for them. Like I've, I go to the bank every day for the office and bring the deposits to the bank and grab the mail from our PO box. Like I take time out of my day every day. And do that office function. And I was like, you know what? I have this to do. And, and you know, and I feel, feel like it was kind of out of spite, too, because I walked into the office to drop some titles off that came mm -hmm. in the mail. And one of the ladies, she's new, and she just never even asked my name. She goes, did you go to the post office yet? And I was like, no, I'm a little busy. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not doing, you yeah. can go to the post office. This is literally like, I don't know what, I don't have, I'm the shipper and receiver. I have nothing to do with any office function. Isn't that more of like a office It's an office function. Jobs? Yeah. It's that, but they, thing, like... I just, I don't know. I just somehow, because I have a hard time mm. telling people no. Oh, good for you. So I said no. <laughs> yeah. I, and then I just kept. And it's not like I'm not doing anything, you know? That's what gets me. I'm like, I feel like they don't yeah. think I... Do they not think I do anything? Like, all day? I'm, like, always... Draw that boundary. I did. So, that boundary. that's my growth. That I love that. Yeah. That's good growth. What about you? My week? How was my week? Uh, it was okay. Yeah. Was it fine? No, it was just okay. <laughs> I know how... Yeah, you know how I feel about fine. Tell me about your conversation with Coach Andrew. Oh, yeah. So, we had a conversation... Um, I don't know. I think that I think I put it into words a little bit better. I feel like recently, like I don't know why I feel this way, but it's just like I'm feel like I'm like kind of like floating, like I'm not like making. I'm not like on cloud nine. No, just like in limbo, in, in empty space. Yeah. Oh, Ken, that like, makes I, me sad. I don't like have a, I don't have a direction for my life, so to speak. I guess, and I kind of feel like I need that to like, like a goal. Yeah, or something. Like I've set these goals for the year, and I've been, but like, like a long term goal. Yeah, like because I like where do you want to end up? Yeah, I specifically didn't set a long term goal because I figured just this working on myself would be enough. But it's, I feel like I'm already like, where is this leading to? Mm. Like doing it is fine, but like I, 
I feel we did s- talk about this. I a feel few weeks so ago. much less motivated to do that stuff if I don't have like a, a an end, end of the day kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just gonna go get um this certification. We decided that it's probably the best. I just look it up and see what I can do for it um, to help me like get a job in like the recovery field. And I'm a little resentful because every time I tell someone that their first thing, which I'm sure in some regard is just like them being like, oh, well, just so you know, but it's like also like, okay, like I don't want to tell you anymore. Every time I tell them I'm going to go get like a CRS, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's a huge pay cut. I'm like, brah, I understand that. So yeah, we had this, me and Andrew had this conversation about going to get, um, like a CRSW, like certification to work in recovery and all that. And um, like, I was going to wait until like the summer and do it, but I think I'm just going to look, look into it and do it. And just like, what's the point of waiting? No. Yeah. What is the point of waiting? And I feel like if you start taking action now, it might help lift you out of this kind of Mm -hmm. in limbo feeling because you're going to be taking action and doing something. So, and so I also think I'm going to take a little vacay too. I know I've been talking about Hawaii, but I think that after taxes and all that, <laughs> you're only going to make it to California. <laughs> I'm only going to make it to California. <laughs> I just want to be in the sun and I want to check out something different and just be in a different place than here. What part of California? I was thinking San Diego. Okay. Because it's sunny and they have a lot of Mexican food. Is that where the hills took place? No, that would be Laguna Beach. Okay. Or Beverly Hills, maybe. Oh. I never watched that. My roommates always did. So I would like catch some parts of it. Yeah, I was never into that. Yeah. Or they also used to watch Teen Mom all the time. Oh, I hate Teen Mom. I never really watched it. So I don't hate Teen Mom. I, anyways, I hate Teen Mom. I really am ambivalent towards it. Ambivalent. Ooh, that's a good one. That's Ooh. the word of the day. Ambivalent. Does anybody know what it means? How's that one? Everything feels. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to start, like, doing things like that. I'm going to book my flight probably in the next couple of days because I guess they're cheaper Mondays, Tuesdays usually, I guess. That's Make what... sure it's on the week that we're not recording. I'm just mad at you. <laughs> no, we're going to record from cross country. Oh, are we going to try to do that? We tried to record remotely yesterday and it was a disaster. Was, so, yeah. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was funny. Yesterday when we recorded, the one part that I did think was hilarious is we were doing, like, our intro. And there must have been like a lag or something. And I forget who was supposed to start. I think I was, but I didn't. So you started. But like by but the time you started. started. Like so we're like, hi, I'm ah! <laughs> It was just a mess. <laughs> That's what we were like. It's like, right. how long have we been doing this? We yeah. can't figure it out. Put a fork in it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like my week, I just, I'm looking to not feel like I'm floating. I feel like I want to have a direction and just, I'm trying to put a step towards any direction because I don't know what specific direction I really want to go in, but like, I don't know. Standing still is not going to move me forward. Taking a a step in any direction is what what I need to do. What feels right. Like what, is there something in, well, I think you're doing what you're supposed to do because you feel a pull towards that recovery kind of Mm -hmm. area. But even like, as we speak of it, like when I, think about doing it the idea excites me but like even like right now i'm just like oh, maybe i'll do that maybe it's the gray I don't sky know. outside <laughs> i don't know why. yeah i guess uh, i'm not gonna try to figure it out I'm, honestly i've been trying to and it's yeah maybe crazy. that's part of the problem and too it's maybe it's about acceptance at this point like 
I'm sorry. Fine. I know it sucks. I just fine. It's the answer to all my problems. Maybe you should call Ween. I don't know. Oh. Oh. <gasps> Ken. I mean, there was a bookmark. It's yeah, but still, <laughs> Ken just opened up his big book and it said acceptance was the answer. No, that was a sign. I know there was a bookmark Damn. in it, but still. It was actually all of my bookmarks in it. <sighs> You're getting slapped in the face by the universe right now. <laughs> You're refusing to just look at it. So, speaking spe of the big book. Speaking yes. of the big book, we have decided, stop playing with the balls. <laughs> Sorry. We have decided to. We talk about the program of AA a lot. The program of AA is actually in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. The program is the 12 steps, which are laid out beautifully in the big book. We believe that the 12 steps can help anybody, mm -hmm. not just alcoholics. Literally, though. We decided that we were going to break down chapters of the big book. We're not going to go as in-depth as we would with, like our sponsees because that's just that's a line by line thing yeah 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 um but i think we're gonna kind of just let the gist of what each chapter is trying to tell us or how we interpret it i'm mm. sure everybody has a little bit of a different interpretation yeah so we decided that that was a good idea to do we think people will get something out of it i know every time i open up this book i get something out of it i mean i just opened it up i got two things out of yeah it. <laughs> and just punched in the face by the big book so when we come back we're going to start we're not going to do the fours or anything we're going to start My with the doctors yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're interesting because it's a lot of history but we're going to start with uh the doctor's opinion which is <laughs> I don't have a cover for my book. I just, I, I need to take a picture of this so people understand what we're working with here. I'm missing the first couple pages. Couple. So what is it? It's page XXV, which is, I don't know, Roman numerals. Don't 15, make fun of me. 25. 25. 25. 10, 10. X is 10. V is 5. Yeah. So page so XXV. <laughs> if you want to follow along. We'll be right back. again hey <laughs> hey we're back with the doctor's opinion i think we want to talk about the doctor first right yeah that's what we just said yeah yep silky yeah silky i didn't know he had a nickname <laughs> yeah he does apparently dr so. william D. duncan silkworth, silkworth. Dunk? i don't even know i think it way. was duncan what if it was Darryl? we might get a lot of wrong this is where you guys come in. We might Let get, us know when we get we wrong. We might get a lot wrong. <laughs> William Duncan oh, Silkworth. Oh, did you see it right there? Is that where you... Uh, I might have read it somewhere, yes. So William D. Silkworth was mm -hmm. a medical doctor, as the name of this chapter implies. So you're asking why... Why would they need a doctor's opinion? Well, because it, it I guess you can classify alcoholism as a medical condition condition really like we call it a disease and i think this book is the first time that the general public has seen alcoholism addressed as a disease yes that's basically the whole point of this chapter so they needed a doctor to get in there and say listen like this is physical mm. this is not a matter of willpower this is not a matter of bad morals 
this is the way these people's bodies are responding to this chemical, which as we now know are endorphins, right? Mm. And uh, an alcoholic's brain or an addict's brain really does react differently to alcohol to alcohol or any kind of mind altering substance correct yeah but it's also so like leaving basically i think the gist of this chapter we're gonna end this podcast episode after this is if you leave out the physical aspect of this disease it's not a complete picture but they need they really needed somebody who was qualified they couldn't just say that and mm-hmm. send this book out into the press and be like, everybody believe us, yeah. these alcoholics who there was such a stigma back in the day, way more than there is today. Mm-hmm. People are a lot more accepting nowadays. But back then, a bunch of alcoholics writing a book, no one's going to believe them. Yeah. No one's going to say, listen, this isn't a moral issue. This is we are. This is a physical thing. Mm-hmm. We're different than the norm- the next person. They needed a doctor. And William... Duncan Silkworth <laughs> was their man. He's that guy. He is that guy. James Garner. <laughs> James Garner. Who's that? That's who he he played uh, Doctor Silkworth in the in the movie. Oh, I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, with James Woods is Bill W. What is it called? Bill W. Is it? My name is Bill W. I think. Oh, we watched it in rehab. Oh, they didn't show us that. I would have liked that. It was. Boy, howdy, it was good. Was it? Oh, you didn't like it. it was, <laughs> I was like, oh, it was, was so good. I mean, I'm sure if I watch it now, I'd be like, that's weird. Interesting. Yeah, but time, I'm I was like, sure this is dumb. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I would have had the same yeah. reaction in rehab. Like, I just want to sleep and possibly color with my roommate. Yeah. That's all we did. I wonder how she's doing. <laughs> you, you ever think about people that you are in, like, detox yes. with and you shared a room with them and mm-hmm. saw, like, them at their worst and then they... Then you just separate and never see that person again. Mm-hmm. It's weird, right? Who did I? Oh, I saw someone the other day I was in rehab with and they're in treatment again. Oh, no. And I don't think they recognize me. I mean, it's good they're in treatment. Yeah. I'm sorry that they have to go back. Sometimes yeah. that happens. Yeah. I hope. But I don't I know if they, they recognize me. They were very friendly to me and I always remember them, but yeah. Yeah. She was at Tuesday. Oh, she was? Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I should say something, but. I'm maybe I'm afraid that she would be like, Who are you? She might, but what does that have to do with it? I don't know, Erin. Okay. I don't, I'm just playing devil's advocates because I love you. Okay, Silky. (laughs) Okay, so look at us. That's why they needed a doctor's opinion. We are on topic. That's why they needed a doctor's opinion. Mm -hmm. So to sort of like make it sound professional, they needed a professional opinion. Because otherwise, people just have their, you know. Right. And a lot of us who come into it. So, for instance, when I came into rehab for the first time, I and a lot of people don't have this experience, but this was my experience. I knew there was something different about me. I knew there was something like wrong with me, but nobody had presented this idea Mm. of you have a disease. You this is why you're reacting differently to, to alcohol. This is why you can watch your sister have a glass of champagne, not even a full glass, drink half of it, put it on the table and walk away and be fine. But you can't. Like, yeah, I would drink the rest of it. Exactly. (laughs) Ken made a gulping motion. Same. So I just I didn't understand why that was the case. I, I part of my story that I always talk about when I tell my story is I 
asked out loud, why the hell can I, why am I different? And, and this is why my body just reacts different mm. to this substance. And that's not something to be ashamed about. I don't think. No, I'm not. Not anymore. I'm not either. I think. I definitely was. But I think once I first read this, it kind of like made me feel like I had somewhere to go. Like I wasn't wrong or defective. Correct. Like I'm, I'm not, I hate to use, the word normal doesn't, shouldn't really, I mean. You know, I'm what not is normal, normal, but like. I hate that word. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not alone. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people got out of this is that, and I think a lot of people still get out of this, mm -hmm. is they open this first chapter, read about themselves, and they're like, oh, my God. Uh, you too. That's me. Or, or they're writing, what I hear a lot is, oh, they're, it's like they wrote this about me. Yeah. And that's because we're all the same mm -hmm. like alcoholics we're all Alcoholics. i mean obviously well we're all different but i mean we're we all have the com like the same common disease. Not common thread so to a speak. Com yes a common com com commonality <laughs> come on come on come on come on come, come on chameleon <laughs> Okay, we're back. Yeah, we had to stop recording after we started singing <laughs> Comic Chameleon. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot we did that. Much. Uh, so we were kind of <laughs> going through our big books just now because we have a lot highlighted in there. And I think we kind of, we wanted to pull out things. We obviously can't go through the whole chapter mm -hmm. and read it line by line. That would be so boring for you guys. <laughs> so we have decided to just pull out things that were really that we latched on to right away. So Ken, what was your first line in the big book that caught your attention that made you be like, Oh shit. What was it? I just said it. You did. Uh, I think honestly, for me, when I first read this, I was just in a place of denial still. Like I was, remember I was sitting in the bed in treatment and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm just going to read this because I got literally nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. Like that's how bored I was reading. I'm not a reader. <laughs> Um, but then I read in the doctor's opinion on page triple X. <laughs> Sorry, just page 30. I'm flipping there. Um, there, oh, actually the whole thing, I didn't highlight it at all, but, um, there's a type of man who was unwilling to admit that he cannot take a drink and I was unwilling to admit that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have it highlighted, but what got me was he plans various ways of drinking. He changes brand or environment. And I always did that. I always would I like, too switch up the place I went to. I would go to a different store to buy things I needed because I didn't want to give off the, I, that's why people, I think when I told them where I was at, they're like, Oh, we had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, because, because I, I hit it. I worked full time to hide that from that's everyone. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I was not willing to show anyone the side of me because I think deep down I knew what, what. You, well, what, you knew it wasn't normal. Right. I think there's a certain yeah. amount of shame that yeah, definitely we shame. feel. And I, I obviously same thing. I knew what I was doing was mm -hmm. not, I, again, I hate the word normal, but I knew it wasn't good for me. Yeah. Like I knew it wasn't, it wasn't typical. It wasn't typical. <laughs> and I did the same thing. I would, I had, I feel like every day of the week I had a different store. Yeah. And I, I don't think that I thought anyone else did that. I thought that was like a me thing that I did. Right. Yes. And so he, seeing it written in a book that is like was at the time like almost a hundred years old. I'm like, oh man, what? 
I'm not the only person that does that. Like I am one of probably millions of people that does that kind of thing. Like (laughs) what? I think it just blew my mind that like my, where I was at, like with my habits, my lifestyle was not foreign to every other human on earth. Mm -hmm. And I was convinced I was foreign to every other human on earth. Yeah. Like the way I live my life was not like anyone else. Okay. So to, to, so to pull from what you're talking about, like I'm not alone in this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this isn't really what I'm going to read. Isn't really something that I probably understood when I first came into the program, but this is something that I really love now that I understand now. And this is the thing with this, with this book is that it's just as your understanding of yourself and your own disease, I suppose, as you grow more aware, like different things will pop out at you mm-hmm. in this book and you'll start to like, things will start to click at different yeah. times in your recovery. And so this is something that I, I, this is a paragraph I love. Um, it's on page XXV. I, 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 <laughs> if you want to follow along out that there. That would be 28. 28. So frothy emotional appear appeal seldom suffices. So what that means is, so I'm not, as an alcoholic, I'm not going to listen to my partner saying, why are you doing this to me? That's, that is pulled from my life. That line mm-hmm. right there. Ooh. That is something that I heard a lot from mm-hmm. my partner at the time when I was actively drinking. You're doing this to me. Why are you doing this to me? Please just stop. Like that's, that's what they mean by frothy emotional yeah. appeal. And that doesn't suffice. Like that doesn't work on me. Uh, the message I'm again, reading from the book, the message, which can interest and hold these alcoholic people must have depth and weight. So that's what you're talking about. Like you identified with what was in that book because this was written by an alcoholic and they understand what we go through in a way that a non-alcoholic person cannot. Sorry. To to the point where people would like, sometimes once in a while people would mention like, Oh, like, why do you need that much? you know, wine in that, like, you don't need a big Can bottle like that. Can you fuck off, Becky? Uh, yeah. And it was like, <laughs> like, what me. we're thinking. And I think that, like, even to, anytime anyone was, like, get me to, like, slow down, I was, like, no. I guess it was, it became more of a, you don't understand me. Right. Like, I need this to And live. that's really not, well, that's a lie we tell ourselves, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. But that isn't very far from the truth. Like, they wouldn't be able to understand. That's not their fault. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. But they that's fine but they can't not in not in a way that an alcoholic can carry their message of depth and weight to a newcomer yeah like i have this do you too so it it talks about like the the person who changes their brand or environment this and that and the other and it says all these and many others have one symptom in common they cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving phenomena like i was like i was never the it's on the classic, you know, phrase of one is not enough and 80 is no one is too many and 80 is not enough. Yes. You know, like there was no in between. For me. There was definitely no in between. Uh, this phenomenon, as we have suggested, may be the manifestation of an allergy, which differentiates these people and sets them apart as a distinct entity. It has never been by any treatment with which we are familiar permanently eradicated. The only relief we have to suggest is entire abstinence Abstinence. okay so let's break that down because that's probably where i would have gone next to be honest that's what i would have the the allergy right the Mm -hmm. way that the doctor the good doctor describes this 
thing that we're going through as an allergy mm -hmm. to this substance. So when we look at that, where what is an allergy? It's an abnormal reaction uh, yeah. to something. And in this case, um, it's alcohol. It could be maybe drugs for you. It could be gambling. It could be women. could be peanuts. It could be peanuts. Oh, well, I mean, in terms of like an allergy, I guess. <laughs> but you have, but yeah, you have peanuts. That kind of That's reaction. actually, yeah. So someone who has a peanut allergy, they can't control it. Oh, I thought you did for a second. No. Sorry. I do not. Okay. But somebody who does can't control their reaction. So if they eat a peanut, uh, they're going to flare up mm -hmm. or possibly die. That's horrible. But that happens, yeah. which is why peanuts are not allowed in schools anymore. But <laughs> they can't control that is is the bottom line yeah so it is with the alcoholic as well yeah. the only difference is it's the insanity of this disease is we keep going back for that first drink so yeah. they're saying right here the only uh cure we have quote unquote or it's not even a cure like the only relief mm -hmm. we can give to these people who suffer from this allergy is complete abstinence like do not drink mm -hmm. same with people who have a peanut allergy don't eat a peanut and you won't have this reaction this mm -hmm. abnormal reaction i think this is getting into more than the doctor's opinion now but the crux of our issue really is like the mind but yeah. but but it's also this this physical reaction yeah i remember i used to go out after work with with people i worked with and um we'd stop at this place and like i would have a drink and like as soon as I, like i felt any sensation of alcohol in my system it was over my mind couldn't focus in a conversation or anything for more than 10 minutes so that's like, and that's like, five minutes really yeah mm -hmm. like because then i would like, constantly like be checking the time making sure i can still get something like getting more than i need like it, i was we went out to like be together and i was very much just not there you were there for the physically alcohol. i was you were there to be with the alcohol yeah that's be with my friend stoli blueberry Stoli blueberry. in the big book they call it like john barley corn yeah. <laughs> not stoli blueberry <laughs> that's funny um and then you know they they there's just a lot in this chapter i would encourage anybody who hasn't read it to go through and like find like I think we're covering the basics is it's an allergy. Mm -hmm. Only another alcoholic will be able to kind of help an alcoholic. Complete abstinence. So what I want to read is on page uh, XXIX. Once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol, the only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. So this goes back to saying, like, we – so it's the mind, right? It's that compulsion. Mm -hmm. uh, what we need is the psychic change in order to – not pick up that first drink mm -hmm. but once that psychic change has occurred we're completely different people yep. and that's where the whole progress spiritual program comes in and yep. so this is the doctor saying like these people need this spiritual change and i know that a little background on dr silkworth silkworth again is he knew that because he worked with alcoholics extensively and mm -hmm. he could not cure them and it was really heartbreaking for him i think he struggled a lot with that. And he, 
pretty much like says so in this book. If any feel that as psychiatrists directing a hospital for alcoholics, we appear somewhat sentimental. Let them stand with us a while on the firing line. See the tragedies, the despairing wives, the little children. Let the solving of these problems become a part of their daily work and even of their sleeping moments. So this is how he's really feeling. Yeah. And the most cynical will not wonder that we have accepted and encouraged this movement, meaning the movement of Alcoholics Anonymous, the spiritual movement. And he's saying, you know, I failed when I couldn't help these people. But this spiritual program I see firsthand is working. And maybe I sound a little sentimental, but I've been on the firing line and I've seen families ripped apart and I've Mm -hmm. seen families destroyed. And this is the only thing that I have seen that is helping and i couldn't with all of my scientific knowledge right they they need more than that yeah there's no like pill to like to cure alcoholism i mean there's a pill to help you reduce cravings but like that's but not, that's not gonna like that's not gonna take it off there's there's more there's a well because it's really not about about alcohol yeah when it comes down to it back to self when it does come back to self but right now we're just talking about the physical sorry, sorry, sorry. no but i i but you're correct it it's it goes way deeper than just the physical allergy but we can't discount the physical allergy yeah which i think is why they put this in here mm-hmm. like it's not a moral thing yeah like going back to what you said about the endorphins like the way it made me feel a lot of the time was like I was invincible. Right. Like I'm not alone in that, I know. And so that's why like it like brought me like I was living here or something like that. Like on a three out of ten, probably. And when I drank, it bring me to like a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But um when I this is like a my one of my sponsors showed me this, the whole video. So like you're living on a three out of ten. And when you drink, it brings you to a 7 out of 10. Like, you're feeling great. 7 out of 10. That's not bad when you usually get a 3. But then the next day, you're at a 1 out of 10 mm. because you just feel so bad. And so you want a, that feeling of that 7 out of 10 so badly again that you drink again. Yeah. And it's just that up and down, there's, like, you never really are, You're like, never at a, ba- like, a yeah. normal baseline. Like, I was always craving that, like, physical reaction that made me feel better, fe- yeah. feel good, right. feel weightless, feel you know, no pressure from society in any fashion or yeah. anything like that. You know, like it just made me feel like I was me. I thought that was the real true me. And I was like, this is how I exist. This I, is I agree. Cause I think I wanted to just feel normal because mm-hmm. I felt so I wanted to crawl out of my own skin when yeah. I wasn't drinking. Mm-hmm. So I felt that well, this, I feel just like normal when I drink, like, yeah. oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel because everybody else seems to be comfortable with themselves and I'm just yeah. not. How do they do it? I don't know. They're not. Right. That's Nobody's really, com- well, I mean, I'm comfortable in my own skin now, but, but everybody, but there's like, everybody has their stuff, but mm-hmm. I think some people deal with it and some people maybe don't have. Bottle it up. Bottle it up. No Hello. pun intended. Bye-bye-bye. All right. Do you want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's okay. do that. A uh, song real quick. A song? Sing a song? No? Okay. Okay. No, no, uh, no. Oh. What one? YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. YMCA. <laughs> you can. No, that's it. I don't know the rest of the words anymore. I don't either.
Okay, so hey everyone, we're back. Oh hey. We had a oh hi, we, we I had, didn't see you there. We had a song break. <laughs> um, I actually had. A so we were talking about how alcoholism is the is what you have when you have like a physical allergy to alcohol. And this paragraph just stuck out at me, so I just wanted to read it, and then we are, we're gonna you know wrap it up. Yes. Um. <clears throat> Oh, I got to read it out loud. That's right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, in this statement, he confirms what we, what, what we who have suffered alcoholic torture must believe, that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. It did not satisfy us to be told that we could not control our drinking just because we were maladjusted to life, although I was, that we were in full, fight, full flight rather from reality, which also I was, and we were outright mental defects. Whoop. Not me. That's for sure. <laughs> These things were true to some extent. In fact, to a considerable, considerable extent. Should I restart sorry. all this? No, to I'm, a considerable <laughs> extent with some of us. I wasn't yelling at you. No, I just can't <laughs> read. But we are sure that our bodies were sickened as well. In our belief, any picture of the alcoholic which leaves out this physical factor is incomplete. Uh, what page is that? XXVI. By the way. By the way. It's like the second <laughs> Oh, page. okay. That one. The first big text after you're very truly yours. Okay. So I like that you brought up, I brought, I like that you, wow, we're both really having trouble today. I love that you read that. And I think it's because this is a big paragraph because there's a lot of, so I don't know how you went through, I'm assuming we went through pretty similarly, but when I went through this process with my sponsor, we did a lot of question marks in this paragraph and you kind of did that when you were reading it out loud. So what me and my sponsor did was um, it did not satisfy us to be told that we could not control our drinking question mark. And then she had me. So like put a question mark after we could not control our drinking. And she had me put myself in that, in that scenario. Like could Erin not control her drinking essentially is what Mm -hmm. she was asking me question mark could i not could i not control my drinking and the answer i had to answer yes Mm -hmm. so what we're doing here and what we're doing in this chapter and the next couple of chapters really until we get to a chapter called we agnostics is we're qualifying ourselves as an alcoholic which is the first step like you have to you have to be convinced that you're an alcoholic in order to move forward with any of the other steps or else it's just not going to work yeah. like you have to kind of know in your heart of hearts that you have you have you suffer from this malady we admitted we were powerless over alcohol that our lives had become unmanageable correct that's step one and as we said over the course of several episodes i believe i can't sit here and have someone in my mind and call them an alcoholic. Correct. Like I can't I call mean, I, Ken I, an alcoholic, even I, though you identify as one. Yes, I, I can, but it's, it's doesn't, it just makes it, it's it frowned upon. So just don't do it. Yeah. Taboo, don't do taboo. Yeah. You can't put that on anyone. It's yeah. for everybody to decide on their own. Yes. If they have a problem with drugs and alcohol. You can say that someone has alcoholic tendencies. You could say that maybe, but, maybe you have a suspicion. <laughs> No, don't even do that. Like, it's not do your nothing. job. It's no. not your job. Maybe so, like, nothing. what my job as a sponsor is, is to put forth these scenarios and ask them these questions. And if they identify it, then it's, they are, you know. In the right place. Then they're in the right place. If 
but I'm not going to make the call yeah. of if anybody is an alcoholic or not. But this also goes back to what we were talking about last episode because we were talking about the slogans, the AA slogans. And the first slogan we talked about was, it's not really a slogan, I guess, but it's how we introduce ourselves. Hello, my name is Aaron and I'm an alcoholic. And this is why, mm -hmm. because it's, this is exactly why, like I suffer from this malady. I, my, it's not, it's not about, I don't know where I want to go with this. It's not about, like, I know a lot of people don't like calling themselves an addict or an alcoholic because there's a negative attachment to it. There's like this stigma, but you're creating that if you feel that way. Yeah. Like, I don't, this is just like, I, I have an allergy to alcohol. You can say that. Hi, like, you know, it's just, I, in order for it to go through any of this work, I need to be convinced that I have this thing or else why would I, that I have this disease that only yeah. a spiritual experience will conquer. Yeah. They say you got the only step you have to do a hundred percent is is step one yeah. and everything else is like, just try your best. Yeah. So, and, and that's why I think when we go through the steps in the big book, the big book dedicates so much time to step one because it is the quote unquote most, important, most yeah. important. I don't even know if it's most important, but it's the one that you have to get down pat. Yeah. I feel like it, it definitely sort of, for me, it made me like really look at who I was and what I was doing and, and how I acted and what I was thinking and all that. And like, cause I didn't ever consider myself an alcoholic. Like if you asked, like people used to ask me to go to meetings and I'd be like, uh, no, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't want to be with those be, people. Yeah. I'd be offended. But then it kind of, I came full circle and realized that like, <clears throat> these are my people yeah. and I want to be with them because yeah. you know what? They're, they're a lot happier than I was. Mm -hmm. Right. And not maladjusted to life anymore. And that's why I think my perspective changes. I see like these people who are in Alcoholics Anonymous who are just living full, happy lives. Yep. And it's just because they did some work on themselves and they put down the drink and like, in combination with like a higher power, like they can do anything and like anything is possible. And it's, I think that this is maybe now my newly skewed perspective of being an alcoholic on the alcoholic side. But it's like, <laughs> I almost feel like the more well-adjusted people in life are the people who are, have had issues in the they, past and overcame them because they understand where they've been and how they can, and they are somewhere different now. Yeah. It's almost, what is that? There's a quote by Elizabeth Gilbert, who's the author of eat, pray, love. <laughs> she's awesome she has a couple of books called there's one that i have called big magic too it's a really good book but her there's a quote from her and i think it's i hope i don't completely butcher it but i've i've never seen a life transformation start without the person in question like getting sick of their own bullshit essentially yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, so I had to like, yeah, see all of this stuff written out for me. And like, this is like what you're going through. Mm -hmm. it, you're not the only one. Like, this is a lot of people. This happened. We see this a lot. And this is how you fix it. Mm -hmm. Essentially, like they go on to say in this chapter, like only a spiritual, like a spiritual, a spiritual experience. They don't say it in so many words in this chapter. Yeah. But this is what people have been doing and they get better. So if I concede that I have this, then wouldn't it make sense that if other people have recovered with this spiritual experience, then could die? Experience would show that's the case. Yeah. I don't know how that 
relates to the quote that I just gave out. But like I was well, sick start, of my own bullshit. Yeah. Like I was sick you gotta, of my own. You got to start somewhere. And, like, yeah, and seeing I was that you're so exhausted. Full of shit is a great place to start. <laughs> yeah, knowing that there's a problem, knowing that your life is unmanageable, and that you are powerless. Yeah. I'm powerless over this physical allergy. I'm pa- once I put one drink into my body, that's it. All bets mm-hmm. are off. Step one, maybe. Yeah. So that is a very brief overview of the doctor's opinion. Do you have anything to add? No, no. <laughs> Who else would I be asking? I don't know. Thinking, <laughs> You're like, oh, nah. no. I mean, the one thing that I remember about the doctor's opinion that always makes me fond of it is that, like I said, it like opened up my eyes to, to, like, I saw myself written in the pages and stuff. Yeah, that was, I don't even know if that was, I don't think it was until my sponsor and I sat down and did those question marks that I was like, oh, yeah. Those have... question marks always confused me. Really? No, that because I took it literally. I like literally was like, "What do you want me to question?" Well, I think you're putting yourself in the in the text. I think I misinterpreted what I was being asked. Oh, okay. Which is why you didn't get it. Yeah. No, I think for me, I I got it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I have been maladjusted to life." What was it? I have been an outright mental defect. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, I've definitely felt crazy. In flight from reality. I've yeah, full flight from reality. Aaron was in full flight from reality. Ten thousand so, feet. Ten hundred thousand feet. Ten hundred thousand feet. Wow. <laughs> yep, I'm way up there. You're way up I there. I was like, <laughs> so yeah, that's. Um, oh, and one thing I wanted to mention before we do our gratitude was his name. So Doctor Silkworth, William Duncan, Duncan Silkworth, MD. Silky. Silky. <laughs> His name was left out of the first edition of the big book oh, of right. Alcoholics Anonymous. And I think that's just an interesting little tidbit because this was such a new thing when it was first written that I don't think he wanted to risk his reputation. Like, Because the opinion and, of alcoholics was pretty low at that point. Oh, very low. And it still kind of is, but yeah. nothing like it was back then. So I think anything they could do to protect their identity was done. Mm-hmm. Can you hear Brian? I hope, I wonder if people can hear Brian snow blowing outside. Snow it's blowing, actually like he a really, leaf. He, he really has a leaf blowing. blower and he's just blowing the snow around Which his yard. It's actually pretty smart. Yeah. It's, 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 a light, it's, it's light, light enough. It's a light dusting. Yeah. It's a light enough snow. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready to do our gratitude? I am ready. Okay. I wasn't asking you. I was asking them. Oh. I'm just kidding. I was asking. That's right. Because no one. Okay. No one sent us any. Gratitude. 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 We oh, haven't done that yeah. in a long time. Oh, Gratitude. Welcome to our gratitude segment. Ooh, that was a cute one. Hello. We here. We back again. We're here. We're grateful. <laughs> God damn it, we're, we're grateful. We're grateful. I go, Ken, are you ready to do our gratitude segment? He goes, as I'll ever be. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Ken, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful uh, for step one. Yeah? Now that we've 
we were talking about it. I think that if I had not like read the doctor's opinion and like sort of understood more of like a, even like a sliver of who I really was, instead of this glossed over version that I was telling people that I was or showing that I was literally glossed over. I can just picture you being completely like just, or at least maybe I'm just picturing myself being like glossed over all the time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't use that word on purpose, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, like I wouldn't be anywhere different in life than where I was, you know, I would just be like sick and alone and mm. my cat would hate me. No, Kevin <laughs> wouldn't. Did you have Kevin while you were drinking? I did. Oh gosh. And I, I wonder if he has I trauma. I used <laughs> cat trauma. Cat yeah, trauma. Probably. Um, yeah, I would like smother him in love when I was like shit faced and he was like he would hide from me every time. Oh no, every that time must I have been hurt. yeah hurtful. But we're like we're better now. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. were through. Did you make an amends to Kevin? I'm sure I did at some point. <laughs> By not being drunk. That's you're that, making yeah. a living amends yeah. to Kevin okay. on the daily. But I know that like even when I have like blah moments like I'm kinda of having right now and have been having for a few weeks now. <laughs> um I could be worse off, you know, and that's not like to make me feel better that like my glum mood should, I should just shut up about it. But like, I have the ability to work through it and I have the ability to not drink over it. I have the ability to like live a life that's full and happy, even when I'm not happy. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Cause like, this is the way I look at it. It's like every day that I go to bed sober, like my head hits the pillow and I'm at the end of the night and I'm sober. Mm -hmm. It's a win. Mm -hmm. And anything that comes after that is just a gift. So you have everything that comes. So you're already have, you're already winning at life in my, in my philosophy mm -hmm. of life, you're already winning. So like you have a job, even though, is it the job that you want right now? Maybe not, but like you have a job, yeah. like you have friends who love I, you. I think this is what I said last week is I have all the things I need. Yeah. You and know? then, like, even more, like, you've got a lot of bonuses. And and maybe this is, like, one of those moments where, like, yes, I probably should get out of myself and help someone. But maybe, like, I need to let someone, like, help me. Maybe. But have you asked for help? No. But I, you kind of <laughs> did, though. Because you and Coach Andrew talked about yeah. your next move. So you kind of have – you've initiated that. So yes. I wouldn't say, no, I haven't asked for help. Yeah, but is yes. there something more specific you need to – that's something that you need to consult with self with yeah like and then saying self as in like higher power because mm -hmm. if that makes does that yeah, make sense of course yeah and i i think you might need to do a little bit of digging and ask for help in that i think you need I find to when i ask for help in that way it's like i don't give myself enough time to let it like let it happen uh... and when it doesn't happen within like a day or two i'm like uh oh what's she got reference now I don't know. Are you keep gonna acceptance? When I find that I like I like I'll ask for something for like help to like get something done for the day or or, or this or that and the other, and it doesn't happen in like a day or two. I, I almost like I don't give up on I give up on it for sure, but like I just feel like I'm not doing something right. It's like I'm not praying right or I'm not letting it happen. Like I, I just need to like like sometimes I have like reservations about like higher power and like I, I hold back in some regard and I'm not like jumping in, you know, full assing it or something, you know, I'm like full assing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Does that make, does that, does that come? No. Right? And I've, I know what you're going through. Cause I've been through it 
when I was in this period of feeling like directionless and I didn't know what my next move was, I sat down with my sponsor and we were, and we reread the big book because there's always something in here. Mm-hmm. And this really jumped out at me and, and it's something that clicked at this time in my life that I didn't understand until I was in this specific spot of my recovery. So this is from Bill's story, page 10. Oh, this is next week. Yep, this is next week. So this is a little preview. Ooh. I simply had to believe in a spirit of the universe who knew neither time nor limitation. Just that one sentence, a spirit of the universe that knows neither time or limitation. So your time, like when you talk about you're not giving God enough time to work, that that's why I remembered that line because mm. it's not on your time. It's on like yeah. the universe's time. Right. And that, and it's not the same. The universe doesn't know time the way we do. Like we get 24 hours a day, but that's not how God works. I don't think. Right. So even if something feels like it's not happening on your time or the right time, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Like, and there, and God doesn't know limitations either. There's nothing, you're going to be fine. Like (laughs) you're going to be fine. (laughs) You're going to be okay. <laughs> like, it's not up to you. It's not, it's not about Ken. Like it's, well, does that sort of make sense? Like it's not going to be on your time. Yeah. It's not about my limitations, my time frame. It's, it's like, God knows. Do you know better than God? No. Like when this is supposed to happen or, I mean, you can take actions, but again, it's about letting go of those results. Mm. But if you like sit around and wait, I don't think that's right either. Yeah. Did I help or hinder? You didn't hinder. Okay. (laughs) But but you certainly didn't help either. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I said. Oh, goodness. I'll just do my gratitude. It's fine. We can talk more about this after. We don't have to like get into the the nitty gritty of unless you want to. Why not? Might as well. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think I just, there's just something missing from my life right now. I can't figure it out and like i just don't feel fulfilled and i guess it must be I, as i'm saying it, i'm realizing what it is and like because what it was the problem before we were always trying to fill and what it, and i guess i just have like shut myself off from god recently or something i don't know like or i just i'm not leaning on that more in my life like i'm like using little things to get me through the moments but not long term it's like i'm an alcoholic again I'm still and an You're just not. But like I'm like covering up the issue at large with like a little, little something, something to cover it up for right now. But it's still there. Obviously, yeah. Man. Don't get too down on yourself. This I'm is what we down. do. Just, yeah, this is exactly real, like what we do. What, like uh, what like I'm doing is like. It's the same like thing. I'm saying so what, or I'm saying you know, which is two shall pass. I think that's like, a good tool, but yeah, I think that you need to like the only way we're gonna. F- feel fulfilled as if we're seeking spirit yeah which is why i think that i wanted to take that trip and be out in nature out in somewhere vastly different from where i'm living just as like a a cool experience to experience something different and i thought that i could like have some sort of connection to to nature and to god out there yeah you could do that yeah i could do that still you could still do that. Yeah. I'm not saying don't do that mm-hmm. i think you could do that but i the- think i it, it also then it confuses me because i'm like Am I searching for something somewhere else when it's all within me? It is all within you. I know, but it's let's like, not fool ourselves here. It's never going to be out there. I'm just. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I guess I'm just not convinced. Which, so I, I know that to be a fact. Like I tell people that. Yeah, 
I've been there too, but like, don't panic about that either because I go through moments and I even phases where I'm not convinced Mm. and I think that's fine. Like, I think that's okay. It's fine. I keep saying that. (laughs) You keep saying that too. But I I think it's okay. I should just let it go. I. (laughs) (laughs) That word that is. Let it go. So what? I keep saying fine. So what? what? (laughs) I, I think it's okay. But I think deep down, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you need to work with your sponsor and maybe read We Agnostics. Yeah. No, it's like a, if it's like a step, what's your conception? What's, you know, yeah. <laughs> what's and it's I don't know. Yeah. I don't have the answers. I'm just throwing hey. things at the wall and seeing if they'll stick. I don't I'm just a human. I don't have. I don't know what you need. I don't have the answers, but I am here to help you see. And. What I always tell people is like, you don't even have to believe in anything right now, but you can believe that I believe. Yeah. And sometimes I have to do that. I have to look at the people around me who are in a better place spiritually. And I have to be like, okay, well, like they believe. And it also says in the big book, like your conception doesn't have to be, it says this in We Agnostics, like your conception doesn't have to be anything grand as long as like you're willing. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, do you have that willingness at least? Maybe I'm lacking that too. Well, yeah. Well, this is like wicked. <laughs> this is wicked spiritual bit AA stuff. I wonder if we lost them. Uh, do you want me to share my gratitude? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like, did I like just. No, no. Okay. You're, I'm... Did I just confuse you more? Did I. Okay. Yeah. Did I confuse you more, listener? <laughs> Listener, did you say listener? Listener, listener, <laughs> Simon, 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 Madison. Madison, hey girl. She said she was happy to hear us again last week. Oh, good. She Thank you. Just, yeah. Thank you. So, what am I grateful for? Uh, well, you know this. We had a little Ooh. incident with Biggie yesterday. <laughs> I say it like I'm mad. Yeah, she just rolled her eyes real hard. Well, because <laughs> he was acting real sick. And I feel like as soon as we got into the vet, he was, like, better. It was weird. He was not eating. He was sleeping all day. He was starting to hide. And Mike and I literally thought we were going to the vet and coming back without a cat. Like, that's how bad he was. Like, he just was not. I know. It was, like, horrible. And so we bring him to the vet. And he, I don't know. He was, they took his vitals. He seemed fine. They sent us home and told us to come back in the morning when they had an ER nurse because okay. i guess they didn't have a nurse and we did and they gave him anti-nausea medicine and an appetite stimulant and he seems to be doing better so i'm grateful that he's feeling better but i also we don't have yeah. any we don't have any real answers and what we just talking so about so what no that's like i feel like that's not a thing to so what about <laughs> there are some things that doesn't work for but yeah i'm just grateful that he's feeling better and he's acting more like himself like he wasn't acting like Biggie. Mm-hmm. He normally is right there when I wake up in the morning, going in my face. He's got a, he's got a kind of a. He has a wicked annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cute. It's tiny. not yeah. cute and tiny. Like Mellows like, is Mom! like Mom! <laughs> That's exactly Mom! what it is. And he just doesn't understand that he's the most annoying freaking cat on the planet. Kevin's super annoying too. Oh, okay. When I stir in the morning, he's like. He wants a shade open. He wants food. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, L- literally, hey. yeah. Like plays with it, and like I'm like, 
I get it. I know. And I'm saying this with a huge smile on my face. Like, I love that cat, but he is the most annoying animal I've ever had in my life. But I would feel so incomplete without. I know, like, when it, he is older. So I know, like, eventually we're going to have to, at some point, make a decision. Jeez. <laughs> my God. That was. Morbid. <laughs> Ken just sliced to like put his finger across his throat. Yeah, but I and I know I'm gonna miss that. We should like record it and save it as like a ringtone. I think we should. Just every time you get a text. <laughs> Who was that? Sorry, it's me. It's my phone. Biggie. So that's what I'm grateful for. Grateful for you too, Biggie. Baggy. Biggie, baggy. Little Biggie. Little Biggie. I called Kevin my burnt salmon roll. Too. Oh, yeah, he did. He <laughs> did look like a burnt I asked him if he liked that. He didn't really respond. Oh. So I don't think he's a big fan. Well, well, he's like, you know. He's a little. He's the size of like a coffee roll from, well, like an extra large coffee roll from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and he's burnt. He's hungry. He is. He's black. <laughs> Same with all of my cats. Yeah. Well, I think uh, <laughs> that's a good. Oh, you know what I wanted to say before we signed off was. If anybody has a, 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 since we talked about, wow, I can't talk. Since we talked about the doctor's opinion. Uh, <laughs> oh, help me. Since we talked about the doctor's opinion. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. See, I asked for help and I got it immediately. If anybody has, I know we did a very brief overview, but if you want to, if anybody wants to send in a voice message or send us an email or an Instagram message or a Facebook message saying, you know, if there's a favorite part of the doctor's opinion, we could work that into our gratitude segment for next episode or we'd love to hear from you is all I'm saying. The reason, one of the reasons why we started this podcast is because we did want it to be interactive. We mm -hmm. wanted to interact with our listeners. Mm -hmm. We haven't been able to do that. We haven't really gotten a lot of interaction. I don't know. Like, what do you think? What's your opinion on the doctor's opinion? Is there anything that jumps out at you? Was there, when did you first identify with something in that book? Or if you're not an alcoholic or in, is there anything in that chapter, if you want to go read it, that like jumps out as you as a non-alcoholic person? Or do you completely disagree with us? Let us know. We want a conversation about this mm -hmm. stuff. Call us, beep us. If you want to reach us, when you want to page us, it's okay. Whenever you need me, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Oh. Kim Possible. <laughs> That's how we're ending it. See you in two weeks. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any recommendations on topics that you'd like to hear us discuss, or if you'd like to share your gratitude with us, send us an email at podcastnotperfection at gmail.com. See you next time.